Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. When we get the gut right, we start to see everything fall into place. We can actually literally reverse autoimmune conditions, which they used to say you couldn't do. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Zong, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung, and I'm so excited today to welcome my friend here, Rachel Shear. I love the fact that your your name is Shear. Shear. Yeah, it's such a great name. <laughs> and I love the name of your podcast, Shear Madness. It's such mm-hmm. a great name. So Rachel is a certified functional medicine nutritionist, which is an awesome, really, really cool thing to be. And I really cannot wait to get into what it is that you do. I was listening to a whole bunch of your interviews and I thought, oh, I so cannot wait to dive into what you do because we're going to be talking about how stress Mm -hmm. affects our gut health and especially when you are dealing with difficult people, toxic people, and how that can seriously affect our gut health, how your cortisol levels go crazy, and how that can really affect our gut health, and what you can do about it, all kinds of things that you should be eating, you should not be eating, you know, all the things that are going on in your body when you Mm -hmm. are under attack, when you're under stress, and this is such an important episode If you are dealing with a toxic person, if you are under stress of any kind, you do not want to miss this episode. Rachel is the expert. She had a huge part of her large intestine removed herself. She learned the hard way, and now she knows what she is talking about. This girl knows her stuff, so do not miss this episode. Sit down, grab a cup of tea, (laughs) get going, get your notepad out, and you will learn so much from Rachel. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you. What an intro. I got to live up to that now, but I've also been called the gut goddess by so many of my clients. So, Gut health is so important, and I'm really excited to dive into the gut-brain connection today. Well, I mean, I know for myself, personally, I, it, it has caused so much problem for me. I mean, it affects so many areas of your life. I mean, it can affect autoimmune. It can affect, you know, I, you know, IBS. I mean, leaky gut, all kinds of issues. If you are under stress, if your body is under attack, gut health is one of the first areas mm-hmm. that it can really, really 
um, you know, be affected. So I want to go into you first, your journey. First of all, what is functional medicine? I mean, because, yeah. you, you know, that's how you're, you're um, you know, you get introduced, certified functional medicine nutritionist. So I know that piques people's interest. So let's just dive right into what that is, and then we'll go into your journey. Yeah. So I'm an FMD, functional medicine dietitian, and essentially at the core, functional medicine really just means root cause. It asks the question, why? Whereas with normal Western medicine, it really asks the question, what? What is the problem? What are the symptoms? Instead of really diving into why these problems are happening in the first place. And actually, the reason I got into functional medicine, as you alluded to, was because of my own struggles with Western medicine and being put on a bunch of different Band-Aids. So I ended up having extreme gut issues after competing in bodybuilding. Fitness was always my first love that actually got me into nutrition. When I went to Baylor for nutrition and dietetics, honestly, I just wanted to look good naked. I wanted to have six-pack abs. <laughs> Who doesn't, doesn't want that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and but I'm a very much uh, type A person. I can almost do things to the extreme in my life, which has served me in so many ways, but it's also been, you know, the downfall in a lot of different areas of my life. And we'll be diving into, you know, the mental stress piece, you know, here in a little bit. But I had all these stressors in my life, you know, emotional stress, physical stress, dietary stress. Um, those are some of the big components that I talk about with functional medicine. And my gut microbiome became severely off where I could no longer use the restroom anymore um, without doing an enema, um, which is not very sexy <laughs> at all. I know that. Um, but I, along with it, you know, my hair was falling out. I had no hormones. My thyroid plummeted. And, you know, I was in massive pain after every time I ate. So what most of us think to do when we have, you know, symptoms is we go to the doctor. And that's what I did. They did all the scans, the MRIs, the CT, and they said, hey, you have IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, which in my opinion is a trash can diagnosis because I'm like, I know my gut is irritable. Why is it irritable? Why is all these things happening? And I would just leave with, you know, a prescription for laxatives. And then I'd continue to get worse and worse. Of course, I got severely depressed, you know, along the way because my gut was off and the emotional stress, which we'll dive into here in a little bit. So I was put on an antidepressant. Um, I was put on thyroid medication. I was then put on, um, you know, a bunch of other different medications that were just managing the symptoms. And it literally got to the point where I'm sitting there in a doctor's office, you know, colorectal surgeon who's telling me I need to have my large intestine removed where I really made that decision of there's got to be another way. And that's what really got me into functional medicine as a dietitian because my background was already on the health side, and I just became obsessed with learning everything that I could about the gut and the gut microbiome and how those little microbes in our gut literally control everything from the motility, the transit of food, which makes sense, but also to our mental health with how much serotonin our body produces, um, to our metabolism, to our thyroid, 
to our hormones. And all of it was really coming back to the gut. And I was like, why is no one talking about this? Why is no one talking about the power of our gut and what all that influences in the body? And just like how I got super laser focused in bodybuilding, you know, that passion soon began, but getting to the root cause of my own health issues. And I fell in love with it so much. I became certified in functional medicine. And my approach I now do with my clients that I work with is what I wish I had. You know, I wish I had somebody at that time when I was dealing with all of my health issues who said, hey, you know what? We're going to do all of the testing, but we're also going to look at your diet. We're going to look at your stress in your life. We're going to look at your history of their past medications. Um, and we're going to look at how these systems in the body are influencing each other and really get to the root cause of what's going on instead of just giving you a bunch of medications to manage the symptoms. And I've helped over, I don't even know, like today, like 2,000 people, you know, with my practice of registered dietitians do just that, get to the root cause, heal, but also step into optimization too. Because just because you are on a medication or managing a symptom, doesn't mean you're healthy, you know, at the core. And I think we tend to think about health of just the absence of disease. But in my opinion, health is actually the presence of optimal feeling and function and feeling our best every single day. So I know that was a long-winded answer. No, <laughs> I wanted medicine. to know, hear, hear more about your journey too. Yeah. So I'm glad that you went into that because I think it's important for people to know that, you know, you were struggling with that. I mean, I know I have too, you know. I mean, with my law practice, I was dealing with it myself. I mean, I ended up with an autoimmune mm -hmm. issue, which was really actually brought on by leaky gut, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, I think Going people don't realize that, you know, autoimmune issues can be li linked to a leaky gut. Can you talk about that? Yeah. If you think about it, you know, 70% of your immune system is actually based out of your gut. And the biggest things that play a role is not only your gut bacteria, but also your gut lining. And what you're talking about is something we call intestinal permeability. And if you think about it, our gut lining is one cell layer thick. That's a very, very small amount. So it can easily become damaged. This can become damaged because of stress high cortisol levels. This can become damaged because we have a poor diet, you know, the standard American diet, which I call the sad diet, full of processed foods, artificial sweeteners, hyper palatable foods that just cause inflammation and break down the gut lining. It can also be environmental stressors too, toxins, heavy metals. But what really happens is when that gut lining becomes permeable, or broken down, we start to get food, bacteria, and toxins that actually leak into our bloodstream and trigger a full body um, inflammatory and immune response. And when this happens, this actually in the long term can lead to an autoimmune condition, which autoimmunity is, is self, right? Auto, and then our body literally attacking itself. And I always explain the gut, if you think about it, everything in our gut is actually outside of the body. And I know that kind of doesn't make sense if you think about it, but it's this hollow tube. So we're putting things essentially into our gut, but it's protecting between everything else essentially in our body. 
But when our gut becomes permeable, that's where our body starts to get on this massive kind of defense mode and attacking, you know, whatever's leaking into the bloodstream and leading to a lot of these issues, um, Hashimoto's, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, psoriasis, all of these at the core are really gut issues. So with my practice, we always take a gut-centric approach first because so many of that just stems from the gut. And when we get the gut right, when we get the gut right, we start to see everything fall into place. We can actually literally reverse autoimmune conditions, which they used to say you couldn't do, mm-hmm. right? They would just give, again, like Western medicine, a bunch of medications, immunosuppressants, um, other different things that would, in the long term, you know, maybe manage the symptoms, but people would get worse and worse and worse. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. That's why we're all on this journey anyway. You know, why do we want to heal our gut? Why do we want to work on our relationships and the people we surround ourselves with? It's so we can, you know, we can create the life we want. We can create a more empowered life. Back to school season is coming up, which can be difficult for those going through a divorce, especially when child safety is a concern. And here at Negotiate Your Best Life, my mission is definitely one to help divorce couples prepare, especially when narcissists are involved. And as you all know, I've partnered with Soberlink for a long time. And Soberlink is a system which helps with alcohol monitoring. It includes a breathalyzer device with facial recognition. It allows you to receive real-time updates and help co-parent so that, you know, monitoring can be involved anytime, anywhere, swift intervention to improve child safety. And they're offering free packets right now. Go grab them. They've got checklists, communication tips, and more. Get your free packet right now, soberlink.com forward slash negotiate. Are you struggling with how to negotiate and when? Maybe you're dealing with a personality that's particularly challenging, like a narcissist or other high-conflict personality, and you're feeling powerless. Make sure to download my free Win My Negotiation Cheat Sheet at www.winmynegotiation.com. Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. There, there's never a situation where it is okay for you to accept um, disrespect or dehumanization in these types of conversations. And I, I wanted to give people a tool that they could actually use to, to, to defend themselves, to stand up for themselves, to advocate for what they believed in, in a powerful type of way. And now we return to today's show. psoriasis. We would treat it topically. Um, clients I work with who have Crohn's or ulcerative colitis where their intestines are literally eating themselves, they just get put on a bunch of medications like Humira, um, immunosuppressants. And, you know, I think if we can really take this gut-centric approach, you know, and also determine what caused the gut to be off in the first place, because I work on people all the time with healing their gut lining, right? Repairing that. But if we don't actually remove what caused the gut to be off in the first place, we're going to be chasing our tail quite a bit. Yeah. So what, um, 
how can stress cause yeah. these issues? So, you know, if people are under a lot of stress, like in their relationships or they're dealing with toxic people, how can stress cause these issues? Mm. That's actually one of the biggest things because it makes sense, right, that food would really negatively impact our gut. Um, but we don't really think about stress very often. And the whole person must heal for the gut to function optimally. The whole, sorry, let me say that again. The whole person must heal for the gut to function optimally. And it's also not a coincidence that most people who end up in therapy and counseling have IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. They have an autoimmune condition, which really all stem to the gut because we have this bi-directional communication with our gut to our brain and our brain all the way to our gut. So when we're under a lot of stress, and I'm not talking about like little short-term bursts of stress. For example, you go work out, you're going to get a little cortisol response. That's normal. We're supposed to. Someone cuts you off in traffic, your, your cortisol is going to get a little bit elevated for, the, for a moment. That's normal. Actually, short-term stress is good. It's this chronic elevated stress, which can come from unaddressed trauma, where this creates a hypervigilant nervous system, where small little things that shouldn't normally set somebody off does and puts them into this chronic elevated cortisol state. This can be from being in a toxic relationship, which is something I know you talk about quite a bit. Um, having someone in your life that is not good for you, where your stress hormones are chronically elevated. Um, this can be work stress, you know, no work-life balance. But what is actually happening here when we're in this chronic elevated cortisol state, our digestive system actually completely shuts down because when we're in this parasympathetic response, which is what we call that fight or flight response, what's actually happening is we're inhibiting the largest nerve in the body. This is called our vagus nerve. This connects the gut, the gut's down here, <laughs> all the way to our brain. And our vagus nerve is actually our body's parasympathetic response, rest and digest, which is that communication from the gut all the way to the brain. So when our cortisol is super elevated all the time, our vagus nerve is being deactivated, really. And to go along with that, our digestive system is therefore shutting down because we want all of our energy going to our extremities. Most people have heard the saying, like, I'm running from a tiger. We could say here, I'm running from that narcissist here. Yeah. You're, you're in a fight with somebody. Like, your body's not thinking about digesting. You know, it completely comes to a halt. And as a byproduct of this, too, the vagus nerve, what it does is it actually keeps inflammation low in the body, and it also helps with the motility of our food throughout the body. So our digestive system shutting down and we're getting more inflammation. So this actually sets the tone for what we call SIBO or bacteria overgrowth because we have more inflammation in the body and we're really not processing food the way we would need to. We're not absorbing all of that food. So the vagus nerve is super important, and that's really actually activated when we're in that parasympathetic sympathetic response. But to go along with that, cortisol in of itself is very catabolic. So catabolic means breaks things down. And bodybuilders, so I always reference that, coming from the bodybuilding world, but they avoid cortisol like the Hulk. And that's because it breaks down muscle tissue. 
but we don't think about it very often that our gut lining is actually a muscle tissue, right? It's, it's a smooth muscle tissue. And as I talked about earlier, it's only one cell layer thick. So when our cortisol is elevated, not only is our vagus nerve rendered inactive, our digestive system is sh shutting down, we have more inflammation, but that cortisol actually breaks down that gut lining. And when that gut lining gets broken down, that's what actually can create that autoimmune type conditions, food sensitivities, and really lead to that full body systemic inflammation to go along with it. So you start to see, you know, that stress is really, really negatively impacting the gut. And we see people who have SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. We see people who have autoimmune conditions literally can all stem from this hypervigilant nervous system or a heightened cortisol state. Mm. So that's why you see people with it, like they do like the vagus nerve. Um, yeah stimulation or you know I've seen or um, you know, there's there's actually exercises to like calm your vagus nerve and things like that yeah. right the vagus nerve is so crucial for the gut brain connections so there's a lot of things that you can do to actually stimulate the vagus nerve one of the best ways is actually breath work yes um, because when we're in that stressed state right what what is our breath doing it's like that it's like that shallow state. I also know like when I'm stressed, like I'm literally sometimes holding my breath right. and I don't even realize it. And what's that actually doing is it's causing that cortisol to be elevated. So our breath is such a powerful tool. And when we can slow down our breath, take those deep, deep belly breaths, and you can literally put your hand on your chest and your hand on your belly. In your belly, my, you can't really probably see here, but it should extend out a bit further than, you know, your hand on your chest is extending out here. So like somatic breath work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one way that you can calm down your nervous system. So I'm a big fan of breath work. Um, humming, actually. So if you've heard people in meditation where they're like, um, mm. that noise is actually stimulating your body's vagus nerve quite a bit there. Right. Um, there's also, that. yeah, there's yeah. also, so different supplementation too that can really help support your vagus nerve. Omega-3 fatty acids mm -hmm. are super crucial. Probiotics are incredible. I was going to ask you about probiotics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are there specific ones that you recommend more than others? Yeah. So there's three different types of probiotics. Um, there's the normal bifidobacterium and lactobacilli type strains. Um, there's ones that are more soil-based probiotics, and then there's beneficial yeast type probiotics called Saccharomyces boulardii. Each of them kind of have different purposes, but a common misconception that people have is when they take probiotics, it actually colonizes to the gut. That's actually not the case. When we take these probiotics, what it's actually doing is it's working as a natural antimicrobial, meaning it's fighting off a lot of bad bacteria in the body. It's fighting off a lot of uh, bacteria that can cause inflammation, um, that can negatively impact a gut-brain connection. So I believe everybody should be on a probiotic. Probably the most common is that bifidobacterium and lactobacillus type probiotic. And that one can be really crucial for also strengthening that gut-brain connection. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And, and what about foods? Let's talk about foods. We've heard about like the FODMAPs diet and things like that. What yeah. are, talk about foods to eat or foods not to eat. Let's, um, you know, let's talk about ones to avoid first. 
Yeah, so foods that damage the gut. Um, sugar is going to be one of the most yes, common sure. ones. Um, sugar feeds bacteria in our gut. And it's not natural sugars. I'm not worried about people eating too much fruit or things like that. I mean, maybe in certain cases, but that's not usually the norm. I'm really talking about those... Like the you know, white sugar. The white sugar, the ultra-processed type foods, which typically when we eat these ultra-processed foods, we also see a lot of um, inflammatory fats in those as well. And that would be number two. So industrial seed oils vegetable oils. So these are pro-inflammatory fats to the body. Um, so these are things like canola oil, um, grapeseed oil, vegetable oils. Typically when you go out to eat at restaurants, you know, they're, they're frying in a lot of these inflammatory fats. They're cooking your foods in a lot of these inflammatory fats. And these will actually cause inflammation in the gut and negatively impact our gut microbiome. Um, the third one I would say would be artificial sweeteners, and there's a lot of kind of controversy about these, but if you look at the back of a lot of artificial sweeteners, uh, sucralose, xylitol, mannitol, and you look up their side effects, you'll actually see symptoms of bloating, constipation, diarrhea, and although these are zero calories, they're not not feeding something in our body. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're prebiotics that oftentimes are feeding some of the bacteria in our gut, mm -hmm. which is why when people have a lot of gut issues, we try to cut out a lot of those artificial sweeteners to go along with it. Mm -hmm. So, What about know, alcohol? Yeah, alcohol would be the, f the fourth one for sure, which, okay. yeah, everyone hates to hear that. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you yeah. know, but yeah, alcohol is a toxin. We're literally intoxicating our body. Um, it's inflammatory to our gut. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure as you know, doing a lot of leaky gut protocols, like yeah. alcohol is something you don't want to have in there because it causes that breakdown mm -hmm. of that gut lining. Yeah. So some of these foods can be more so bad because they feed you know, bad bacteria in the gut. Some of them can be not good because they cause inflammation or a breakdown on the gut lining. But for most people who have poor gut health, they have a combination of all three. They have inflammation, they have some leaky gut, and then they either have low diversity or they have an overgrowth of bad bacteria in their gut. Yeah. And what about um, like red wine? Yeah. So there's kind of two parts to red wine, right? So red wine is great for gut health in one regard, that it has a lot of resveratrol in it. Yeah, because you, you hear mixed things about red wine. Yeah. Yeah. So resveratrol is actually a polyphenol. It's, it's derived from red wine. And there's a lot of studies about resveratrol kind of working as a natural probiotic in the body and also helping um, promote good growth of probiotics to go along with it. So it's not an actual probiotic, but it can help increase good bacteria in the gut and decrease bad bacteria in the gut, and it's a natural anti-inflammatory. However, the double-edged sword is the alcohol in of itself is not good for our gut health. So maybe a little bit of red wine <laughs> every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I, I take actually just an isolated resveratrol supplement myself, um, and it's also great for anti-aging purposes. It's not so much fun. It's not as fun, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so let's talk about the foods that you can eat. You know, we've heard about the, I don't know, some people have heard of the FODMAPs diet. So tell us yeah. about that. So FODMAPs are, is actually a specific kind of diet that people do where we remove fermentable carbohydrates from the diet. Fermentable meaning food sources for bacteria. Now, FODMAPs aren't bad, and I think this is a common misconception. They are triggers for people who typically have SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, or some degree of gut dysbiosis, which just means an imbalance of that good and that bad bacteria. So when my gut microbiome was really off and I had SIBO, dysbiosis, I couldn't tolerate a lot of these FODMAPs. So I had to go on what we call a low FODMAP diet. Mm -hmm. However, FODMAPs are actually great for promoting more bacteria in our gut, right? Because they're feeding bacteria. So it's, it's kind of dependent. If you're someone who already has poor gut health, FODMAPs can be a trigger. And that may mean we need to kind of go through some gut healing first. So gut healing is a bit different than gut health. Gut health is going to be like the person more in the maintenance plan where we're eating a diverse diet with a lot of fibers, a lot of prebiotics, probiotics, polyphenols, healthy fats, a lot of variety, maybe eating some not so great foods from time to time. Gut healing is going to be the person who has a ton of gut issues already. They have the chronic bloating, constipation, diarrhea. They have an autoimmune condition. Maybe they're really struggling on the mental health side, you know, as well, too. So common symptoms there are brain fog, anxiety, depression. Those can also be gut-based symptoms where they may need to do more of a healing diet, low FODMAP, do some other type of therapies, antimicrobial protocols, um, do some gut lining support to go along with it for a set period of time, but with the goal to get over to gut health where they can reintroduce some of those FODMAPs back into the diet, if that mm. makes sense. What about gluten? Yeah, so gluten, in my opinion, is a big trigger for most people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we used to think in like dietetics that if you only had celiacs, that you should keep gluten out of your diet. Mm -hmm. But after being in this work for quite some time now, I would say most people, even if they don't have celiacs, gluten is still a big trigger for a lot of people. Even even if they don't have symptoms? Even if they don't have symptoms, yeah. So yeah. gluten can um, negatively impact our gut lining, and we can have something called non-celiac um, gluten intolerance, where we're still producing antibodies and it's causing inflammation in the gut, even if we don't have symptoms. And most of the time, autoimmune conditions and gut issues, they start out more silent, meaning there's a lot of things kind of happening below the surface between, you know, intestinal permeability, a little bit of inflammation before symptoms have actually manifested in the body. Yeah. It's just so much to learn. I feel like we could, like, sit here yeah. all day and, like, I mean, I, I there's so many other things I want to ask you about, but... That I, I feel like we should have almost like a part two on this. You know, yeah. there's like so many other things. But where can people learn more about you? And because uh, you, you have a whole other area in your practice where you actually do testing. Yeah. And you actually coach people. And I mean, just briefly kind of go over some of the things that you do in your practice. 
Yeah, like I, I said at the beginning, like I created the approach that I wish that I had when I was dealing with all of my health issues. So that's been my mission, you know, since I created Rachel Sheer Nutrition was to help people get a more empowered approach, get to the root cause, identify what's going on, and create a customized protocol with nutrition, lifestyle changes, and coaching and accountability to create the health and ultimately the life that they want for themselves because that's why we're all on this journey anyway. You know, why do we want to heal our gut? Why do we want to work on our relationships and the people we surround ourselves with? It's so we can, you know, we can create the life we want. We can create a more empowered life. So I do all of the testing on all my clients. We do stool testing, blood testing, urine testing, saliva testing. So I'm pretty much getting all of the fluids from you. And we're looking at all the systems in the body. And Western medicine very often just looks at, you know, here we're going to look at just these different systems as if they're not interconnected but they're all interconnected to each other so we need to look at everything we need to look at your gut microbiome hormones thyroid adrenals we need to look for deficiencies inflammation detoxification you know environmental toxins so it's about 40 pages worth of labs and what we do is we help identify what is off the why behind it, and then create that customized treatment plan to get your body back into balance, but not just heal, but also get you to the best health of your life to go along mm. with it. I love that. Talk about negotiating your best life right there. I mean, really, I mean, I know that you've helped so many people, like, really become the best versions of themselves, I mean, and empower them to become you know, really, you give them a whole new life, mm-hmm. a whole new life. So where can people find out more about you? Yeah, you can give me a follow on Instagram at Rachel Shear. Then my practice page is at Rachel Shear Nutrition. And I have a podcast, Your Madness. She mentioned it a bit earlier. It's yeah. madness. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you're interested in working with me and my team, you can check out rachelshear.com. We do a free 30-minute Zoom call with anybody just to get to know your goals and what testing would look like for you. So everybody needs to do that right now. Who is not going to do that? Free 30-minute call with her. Go give her a like. Give her a follow. Check her out. Book your call right now. Rachel Shear, Shear Madness. Go listen to her podcast. Subscribe to her podcast. <laughs> give it a follow and rate it, review it. Check her out. She's amazing. Is she not amazing? She's incredible. <laughs> I told you she'd be amazing. I mean, really, this was probably one of the most impactful, incredible mm. um, half hours of your life, right? So thank you all for joining me today. And remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. Remember, if you want more ways to slay and you want more ways to be supported, you can always join my membership at joinslay.com forward slash slay. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can always grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. 
And I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening. 